Hey, everybody, how you doing? And welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Hiram Roche, and here I am truly excited and grateful and honored that I am able to speak with you, my greatness tribe. Um, as always, this is a wonderful time for us to be able to have a conversation, but I want to start off because this is our first time speaking for the year, and I want to start and say happy New Year's. I hope and pray that your first week into this new year, you have already been moving, already been walking in some things, already been seeing some things, hearing what God has to be able to say with you or to you. And I believe that this year, 2024, is going to be a year like no other in our lives. Um, and so I just want to start off again and just saying happy, happy New Year's. 2024, there is so much that I want to be able to talk to you about. There are so many conversations that I want to be able to have. There are so many things that I want to be able to connect with you and connect to you. Um, there are so many things that I have planned that I want to be able to uh, create and do this year. And I'm truly truly excited because I believe that all these things are going to help us as the greatness tribe be able to develop and grow and become what God wants us to be able to become in 2024. Because we said this last year and the statement is still true that in 2024, we are not going to end our year the way we ended last year. This year, it will be better. And so um, as you know this, as we know this, as we have had this dialogue, I'm very, very excited. Now, before we dive too deep into our uh, podcast, there's two things that I want to be able to uh, share with you. One thing is um, we now, as the Greatness Tribe, we have a text group where we can be able to communicate, stay up to date on things that we're doing, um, stay up to date when we're going live. You'll be able to know it. One of the things about the algorithm of our Facebook, um, of our YouTube, that sometimes it does not allow you to be able to reach all the people that is in your audience. But doing this, being a part of this text group will allow you to be able to know when we're going live. Um, it'll allow you to know about things that we are coming out with, um, especially events or things of that nature that will happen throughout this year. And I promise you, you do not want to miss one bit of anything that's going to happen. So um, for those that are listening via podcast, you can be able to get the information in the description below and be able to connect with us. And only thing you're going to do is text the word greatness to the number below. And I promise you, you'll be able to connect with us and you'll see what God is going to do in our lives in 2020. Four. All right. The other thing that I have is every month at the top of the first portion of the first podcast of every single month, um, one of the things that I want to do is I want to highlight um, one man that is, I believe, doing something that is impacting our world. Now, I want to be able to show you the first one. Here it is. Dr. Abraham is a renowned physician, professor, and author who has made substantial contributions to the medical field and literature. He was born in Ethiopia to Indian parents and raised in India. He later moved to the United States. Dr. Abraham is a strong advocate for the importance of the doctor-patient relationship and bedside clinical skills. He has played a vital role in advancing the practice of medicine 
by emphasizing the humanistic aspect of health care. He also is a best-selling author of novels with his work, Cutting for Stone, gaining critical acclaim. Dr. Abraham's work has influenced the way medical students are taught and the approach to patient care, focusing on empathy and understanding. His writing has brought these issues to a broader audience. All right, now that man right there, he is truly making an impact. Um, I'll have his book and his information below so you can be able to, if you want to purchase that book and learn more about how he's impacting through the, the health um, arena, you can be able to learn some more and really hear and see what he's doing and how he's impacting more um, through the knowledge that he's producing, the wisdom that God has blessed him to be able to give out unto us I am in society and in the world. Now, are you ready to be able to dive in to tonight's podcast? I know I am. Let's go ahead. We're going to jump in this. There has been a question that has now been coming up more and more. And um, we are now going into um, almost year five of doing the podcast. I remember when, when I first started it, um, I remember the context of, of kind of like the pushes that I, that I had to be able to kind of get into, uh, the podcast arena and being very honest at first, I was very, very nervous and sometimes still is honestly. Um, and so one of the things that I did was I was seeking the face of the Lord to be able to find out kind of like, where is the direction that we wanted to be able to go with this podcast? And the name came out of this conversation. The name came out of this diving in. And because the reality of, of what we do in this podcast is we literally are focusing on greatness. But the question that I have been hearing through these different conversations is, Hiram, what is greatness? And what we define greatness as and what others define or society defines greatness as is two different dynamics. In some sense, some portions of it may look or seem the same, but there's there's a there's a there's a line that separates the two differences. And so what I want to be able to do is specifically in the month of January, I want to be able to give unto us some layout, some some foundational concepts so we can be able to clearly understand what we're talking about when we speak of greatness. Now, let's start off with this concept of thinking about what has what is kind of like the defining definition that society has put on the word greatness. Now, the first word, uh, this, this first definition is actually from the Oxford Dictionary. And this is, what it, this is what it defines greatness as being. The quality of being great, distinguished, or eminent. Now, that is from the Oxford dif, uh, Dictionary. Webster's Dictionary, Web, uh, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, defines greatness as the quality of or state of being great, as in size, skill, achievement, or power. So I'm going to read this one again. Merriam-Webster defines greatness as the quality or state of being great, as in size, skill, achievement, or power. 
Um, Wikipedia, which I always think is a funny, uh, funny definition or funny website to be able to watch and get stuff from. But Wikipedia says this greatness is a concept of a state of superiority affecting a person or object in a um, particular place or area. Greatness can also be attributed to individuals who possess a natural ability to be better than all others. Now, again, we from these specific definitions, and I'm going to read something, a quote in a minute, but from these three definitions, we can pull some pieces of where we can be able to say this is aligning or it goes in some sense with what we define or what we will be defining greatness as. But. Some of these qualities or some of these defining definitions, some of these viewpoints of when we think about greatness are are different and we'll see how throughout this conversation. But I do want us to be able to understand that where these three definitions are pulling is, again, is some form of the lens of what society has deemed or looks at greatness as being. Um, there is a man, and, and I've been trying to practice this last name, and I hope I don't jack it up too much, but there's a man by the name of Frederick um, Natiski, and this is what a quote that he released about greatness. He says, the concept of greatness entails being noble, waiting to be by oneself, being able to be different, standing alone and having to live independently. I'm going to read his quote again. The concept of greatness entails being noble, wanting to be by oneself, being able to be different, standing alone, and having to live independently. Now, to me, again, you have one major similarity, but the remainder of these similarities or the remainder of this, this quote, again, gives you a picture of how society looks at this concept, this thought process of greatness. Now, I want to be able to give you the quote that I lean on when it comes to how we define greatness. Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Defined, or, or, or made a quote. And this is his quote. Not everybody can be famous. Hear what I'm saying. Not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great because greatness is determined by service. I'm going to read it one more time. Not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great because greatness is determined by service. How we define greatness on the Focus on Greatness podcast, how we look at the word greatness is for me, greatness is the ability to be able to serve well. Now, I'm not knocking all the other definitions, nor am I knocking the other quote by Frederick, but what I am is doing tonight is I want to be able to give unto us a distinction between the two dynamics, how society looks at greatness versus how we look at greatness. 
Now, how we look at greatness, how we describe greatness, how we define greatness is, is different in the aspect of we define greatness, again, is the ability to be able to serve well versus being independent versus trying to be famous versus um, um, trying to be popular. All of those things are in some sense, um, being famous is not a negative. Being popular is not a negative. All of those things have its place. But when we look at what is great, even when we look at sport players, even when we look at movie um, movie pe uh, people that um, the actors, movie actors, when we look at people in different fields, from doctors um, to nurses to dentists to bankers, no matter where you go, you can be able to look at someone and say they do their job great. That's great. What they're doing right now is great. It is greatness in its finest. We can be able to look at people and say that, but one of the things, the reasons why we can be able to say those things is because at the end of the day, greatness is the ability to be able to serve well. They are just serving well in the area that they're working in. They're just serving well in the area that they're functioning in. They're just serving well. They are serving others well. They are serving their dreams well. They are serving um, in their relationships well. They're just serving well. And because they have gathered the tools, because they have gathered the mindset, because they have gathered the things that is needed to be able to serve well, we have attributed the name or the definition of saying they are great. So again, for us, the defining definition of greatness is being able to serve well. I want to be able to read to you um, what I describe as our base scripture for the podcast. It comes out of this, out of Matthew's chapter 23, verses 11. I read in the King James Version. Uh, you might read it in another version. It's okay. But in the King James Version, in Matthew chapter 23, verses 11, this is what it says. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. Read it again. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant servant. Now, let's take some time and for the remainder of this podcast, let's take this time and let's break down this concept so that we can have a clear understanding before we leave this podcast. You can have a clear understanding of how and what I'll say greatness looks like and how you can start to work and walk in it. So, this word servant um, this word servant is defined as minister. Let's, I'm going to tell you it again. This word servant is defined by the word minister. So God is, or Jesus in this context of scripture is saying, but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant or shall minister unto you. 
In John, um, John chapter uh, John chapter thirteen verses fourteen through fifteen. Is, is something that I believe Jesus allows us to be able to see how serving makes you great. Now, now hear this. In John chapter 13, verses 14 through 15, this is what it says. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Now, what example is he showing? In this context, what, what, what's happening in this context is literally Jesus has just got finished washing his disciples' feet. Um, we have Peter. Peter then in the midst of this says to Jesus, look, you are our master. It's no way I'm going to let you wash my feet. And literally, Jesus is allowing him to be able to see, listen, I need you to understand, I have to do this because I need y'all to be able to see the example of what greatness looks like. The example of what greatness looks like is, is not the concept for us that we're around here just washing folks' feet. That, that, that's not what he's trying to get across in this conversation. What he's trying to get them to be able to see is the greatest among you is humbled enough to be able to wash your feet. The greatest among you is, is willing to do what it takes to be able to serve someone else. Now, let's back up a little bit because in this context of scripture, I want us to also get what's going on in this time, in this era of time. So in John, in the book of John, chapter 15, 13, verses 14 through 15, when Jesus is making this statement, specifically when we look at the context or the picture culturally of what, it, what, what, what washing somebody's feet was for, it was specifically because it was a custom in that time. The custom was because, you know, they didn't walk around with Jordans on and they didn't walk around with closed toe shoes and, you know, they weren't walking around with Yeezys on. They, they were literally walking around with sandals on their feet, walking through dirty and dusty roads. So when you would enter into someone's home, then what would end up happening is the a servant would then come and wash your feet. It was a common practice. They would come and cleanse and wash your feet from the dust, from the filth, from whatever you carried in, from the journey you had. This person would, this servant would come and literally wash your feet before you entered, as you entered into the home. One, so you would not carry in the dirt into the home. But another is so that you can be able to, in a nutshell, I feel that you will be able to have some clean feet. And you're not carrying your journey into the house, which is a whole nother conversation in and of itself. But again, this is the custom of what is happening. One of the symbols of their cust of this custom was really hospitality. So when you would walk into somebody's house and they would do that, it would be hospitable for them to be able to do it. It would show the care that you cared for that person. It would show the respect that you have for that person or the love that you have for that person for them to walk into your home visiting you and you made sure that their feet were clean. So when Jesus is doing this, 
when Jesus is doing this, he's allowing them to be able to see something. He's allowing them to be able to watch this example as he states. And the example is, I am great enough to be able to serve you like a servant would. Because not it's not that I'm too proud or arrogant. I'm not too, I'm not, I'm not stuck up. I'm not so, I'm not just, I'm not like any other king or any other leader. I am one of those that is great. And the reason why I can consider myself to be great is because the example that I'm leading before you, what I'm being able to lay out before you and show you, is the greatest among you shall be the servant of you all. I'm willing to wash out the dirt off your feet. I'm willing to clean you from your journey. I'm willing to make sure that when you enter into a new season, I'm not, I'm not so prideful that I'm not willing to be able to get down and be able to serve you, minister to you. Now let's look at another verse of scripture to be able to confirm this concept. We're, we're just in confirming these, this thought and solidifying the thought that greatness is service. So in Mark chapter 10, verses 43, this is what it says. But so shall it not be among you, but whosoever, and I'll explain that, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. This word minister refers to a waiter, an attendant, or one who serves others. The emphasis is on actively and willingly meeting the needs of others without seeking personal recognition or or um, um, exaltation, like, or, or to be able to be puffed up or to have, you know, some form of publicity about how you serve. So in this context, he starts off in Mark chapter 10, right before a couple verses before, he's talking about the leaders that is around him, that he's recognized that around him, some Pharisees, some, some very high-minded, um, arrogant leaders, and, and he's allowing them to be able to understand a picture. And the picture that he's creating is, listen, they have position, but even if they saw you hurting, they wouldn't serve you. And listen, they got clout, they got money, they got all of this fame, but 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 they wouldn't even take off a burden with their one finger, with their pinky. They they wouldn't assist you or serve you in any way. So while you're watching these high-minded and arrogant leaders, I want you to know that you will not be one of them. No because they are popular, but they're not great. Yeah, they got money, but they're not great. Yes, they, they might be in positions, but they're not great. Why? Not because they don't, they haven't done well with their craft. Not because they have not got in the position that they're in. No, 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 no. That's not why they're not great. They're not great because they're not using the skill. They're not using the influence. They're not using the opportunity to be able to minister or serve someone without trying to get something in return. In Mark chapter 10, let's go to verses 44, and this is what it says, and whosoever 
of you will be the chief, shall be servant of all. Now, this word servant here is talking about being devoted to another to disregard one's own interests. Now, hear what this context is. It's saying if you are higher than the regular, if you're the chiefest amongst them all, you need to go so low so you can stay in a certain position, which we're going to talk about that on next podcast. I promise you, you do not want to miss these conversations. So he's saying, listen, no matter if you are a regular individual, no matter if you are high on the food chain, you should always stay in a posture where you are willing to help someone, where you are willing to serve someone. And that ability that you have to recognize in a room, you can walk in a room and recognize people that need your assistance. You can look around your community and see those that need your gift and those that need the wisdom that you have and those that need your experience. You can be able to look in different arenas and areas in your life and be able to say, this is what my wife may need. This is what my children are going to need. This is what my brothers or my sisters or my family or my friends. These are things that I see that they need and how can I serve you and I sharpen that skill set so that I can serve you well and what happens in those moments relationship starts to change and adjust because as a husband I'm serving my wife well relationships start to change and adjust because why I'm serving my sons well my children well I'm serving my relationships well I'm sure I'm serving I'm serving at my job well I'm serving in these different areas well I'm I'm trying to develop the skill set that I need so I can be able to serve well but I'm also in the midst of all of these things I'm learning how to serve me well I'm also learning how to serve God well. I'm learning how to serve with my money well. I'm learning how to serve with my wisdom well. I'm learning how to serve with my future well. I'm learning how to serve with, with, with my, my, my mind, my mental and emotional state well. I'm learning how to do all of these things so I can serve well. Because this is how he says you are great. And this is one context of the scripture. We're going to keep going to the next verse, verses 45. This is what Jesus says. For even the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Hear what he's saying. I did not come on earth so I could be served. I'm not saying that I don't need assistance. I'm not saying that there's not going to be times where someone is going to serve me. Nope, that's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying, this is what he's saying. What Jesus is saying in this context is I didn't come as God so that you can serve me. I came as a mere man. Knowing the God quality and the Godness that's within me. I understand exactly who I am. I understand exactly what I can do. I understand exactly the power that I carry. I understand all of those things, but I did not come to be served. 
I came to serve. I came to serve you. And on top of that, to give my life as a ransom for many. I want to be able to read this last one. John chapter 12. Let me see what time it is. John chapter 12. I got us. John chapter 12, verses 26. This is what it says. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. What is Jesus saying? Look, those that serve. They're getting honored. You, you, if you're serving someone, he says, look, then follow me. If you're going to serve me, go my direction. Come the way I'm going. Why? In this concept, he's talking about also discipleship. But here's the other part. How can I serve you? How can I serve you well? and not follow you, not knowing what's going on with you, not being able to have an interest of, of what's going on in your day to day. How can I serve my wife well if I'm not communicating with her to find out where she is and what's going on with her? How can I serve my sons well if I'm not communicating and finding out where they are? I have to follow their journey so that I can be able to serve them well. How can I serve my mentee well if I'm not knowing and following and going after and seeing what's happening with him in his journey and in in his life. How can I serve you well if I'm not investigating and trying to learn what's going on and listen to conversations that we're having so that I can be able to listen and in tune so I can know what conversations we need to have to be able to assist and help you. I have to be able to follow you. I got to be investigative. I have to be intentional. I have to be willing in this nature because I want to serve you. Well, I want to be great. I want to be so great that I do become memorable. Like I, one of the things I share on my job with my team, um, the team that I, the team that I get an opportunity to be able to serve with. Um, one of the things I share with them is, you know, I work in the banking field and in the banking field, as, as anyone would know, when you're walking into a bank, one of the things that, that people love is great customer service. And as we know, um, you've probably been in a room where you've, you've experienced this, or hopefully you're not that type of person that does this, but sometimes customers can get very irate. They can be very disrespectful. They can be very mean, but this is one of the things I share with my team. No matter what they do, no matter what happens, no matter what they say, no matter how they, they are um, acting towards you, if it's really and all of those things, don't worry about that. I, I'll, do, I'll step in, I'll help, I'll assist, all of those things. But here's the most important. The most important is give them great customer service. Because when they leave, they do not remember how they treated you. What they remember is how you served them. So if your response to what they did, if you react 
and flip off because of what something they said or because of how they responded to something. If you if you react a certain type of way in the midst of this, what they're going to remember is you was rude. They're not going to remember that you gave them great customer service. You could have been great serving them the whole entire time. But when they walk away because of that one moment, it erases the whole thing. So what am I saying? Yes, we are going to go and we're going to have different experiences in life. We're going to have challenges in life. But what is going to be remembered in your life is not just how much money you left to your family. It's not just um, how many trips you did. It's not just how hard you worked as a, as, as a father. And it's not as a husband. It's not as a friend. It's not those things are going to be a part of the journey because they create memories. But what you're going to be remembered about is what you did great. Because here's the thing. You can achieve the highest of the high. In your, in your work life, you can achieve the highest of the high. In, in, in certain different fields, you can achieve all the great things that we say are great in life. The great achievements, you can get awards, you can be on the stages, you can be able, I mean, you can go as high as you truly want to. But what your family is going to remember, was he a great father? Was he a great husband? And what makes you great is how you serve them. So this is what I want you to remember is greatness is your ability to be able to serve well. Serve you well. Serve them well. Serve God well. The way you can serve you, them, and God, and the things, is just what we read. You have to investigate. You're going to have to dig in. You're going to have to lean in. You're going to be able to have to know what skills do I need to be able to develop? What, what things do I need to sharpen? What stuff needs to come alive in me? What things do I need to learn so that I can make sure that I am developing this skill set of serving. You know, we look at this in the business world and what they would tell you if you're looking at like me as a podcaster, I listen to different certain podcasters and they'll talk about uh, classes they went to or seminars they went to and they'll talk about books that they're reading and, um, uh, and certain YouTube things that they're, they're engaging or pouring into them. They're, they're making sure that they're having certain knowledge that is pouring in that helps them sharpen the skill that they, that they have as a podcaster. As, as a preacher, I listen to certain preachers and I listen to how they are developing their skill and books that they're reading and, and how they're diving into the scriptures and they're looking at it in different angles and all of these different things. And what they're doing is they're learning how to be able to sharpen and develop their skill, their, their ability, their greatness to be able to serve the people that they're serving well. So it's not just a one-sided context. I promise you, anybody that you follow, anybody that is influencing you in some form of positive way or in some form of direction is because they're taking the time to sharpen their skill to serve you. And the ones that serve well are the ones that have the most influence and have the most impact.
Because why? You have defined them as being great. Again, it's not just being, it's not being famous, but it's being great. I'm going to end by reminding you of this quote. This is our quote. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. says this, not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great because greatness is determined by service. I love you all, and I'm thankful that you are here, right here with me on the Focus on Greatness podcast. And I'll see you next time.